0: Oh, babies.
1: How are those last two episodes, huh? Fucking crazy. That last episode was fucking crazy. That last episode, money. You didn't even see it, have you? I did. The jail? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when crazy that black when, guy goes to, try to Mike kill dies, guard, right? No, he doesn't die. Kyle and Mike don't die. Have you seen the last one? Don't, don't fuck with me boys i've seen
2: it I'm a great
1: we have a, a great episode
3: right now for the uh, civil mind sports show what do we say we get that started uh with some opening takes and bill uh why don't you kick us off seeing as it's a mystery of what your opening take is going to be tonight uh, uh start off the civil mind politics sports
1: come show. on politics
2: oh no so I don't know if you guys have heard uh Kane Velasquez just got arrested today for uh yesterday Tuesday for attempted murder hold on I don't know who I that knows. is. Cain Velasquez uh, former heavyweight champion UFC ratio known from WWF know. or whatever stupid shit he calls um so worldwide, uh, worldwide so arrested. what is that whatever it is so he yeah. got arrested for attempted murder the details have have came out the guy that he shot molested one of Kane Velasquez's family members and he went to try to kill him all respect to him. Free Kane Velasquez. Let's go. There's my opening take.
3: If no, this was can, in, if this nice, was in, I know what you're going to say, Ray. Shut up. If this was in Queens Landing, that would be a sanctioned hit. Uh, you're in the game. That's totally fine. Um, but unfortunately, he lives in the real world. And no, we will not be talking about that on today's show. Then it was not a sanctioned opening take, but uh, the queen does what he wants. So that, that is what yep. it is. I <clears throat> um, just wanted to
2: get it out there. Free that motherfucker.
1: Okay. Uh, Ray, go ahead. Uh, mine is uh, the, while the Bruins are on this West coast trip, they need to leave Jake the brust behind because he is, has his highest trade value of all time. He just got seven points uh, during this West coast swing. Uh, basically give his trade value. Isn't going to get any higher than what it is now. Find the best seller, find the best taker and just get this deal done. Don't let him come back for Monday's game against the Kings. Just leave him out there in the West coast where he belongs.
3: That's the type of take that you get from hockey guy, Ray, right? That, right there. That's baseline baseline opening take we'll be talking a little bit about Jake DeBrusque and the Bruins I'll say my thoughts
2: for this well
3: well done right here's my opening take uh bearing the lead here baseball fans baseball fans in general what I found through Twitter and the internet and the bitching that has gone on now that baseball has canceled their first weekend of the game you're all socialists you're all fucking socialists you all want a fair... you
2: just, just call me a Nazi?
3: Everything wants to be... They're fascists. Everything wants to be fair and oh. equal. The owners are Thank mean. You. They're just being mean to the players. Give him, just give them what they want. Give them everything that they want. It's just, no one understands what the fuck is going on, although they don't care to pay attention to it. Obviously, baseball is shooting itself in the foot, and I'm not here to petition or, or, or wave the flag for, for the owners, but the lack the lack. Of uh, responsibility that's being put on the players for their inability to strike a deal is baffling to me, and I guess that's my inner contrarian going to the other side. What, what most people are saying is, uh, you know, blaming it on the owners, but I I don't see it. I just don't see it that way. It's not going to be fair. The own the players are employees. They're not going to make as much. Sorry fucking deal with it welcome to america that's the that's the deal this is a bed you put yourself thanks in. Thanks a lot biden fucking sleep in it thanks a lot obama uh we'll be talking about that obviously uh we'll be on the jake Debrusque. uh we'll do a little around the nfl the combine started this week uh we'll just do a new segment see how this goes bill uh, can take a break on this one we're gonna do a player profile and this one's gonna be on Peyton richard of the boston celtics a new segment player profile segment. we'll see how that goes and of course our uh one of our favorite segments at the end of the show simplest minds of the week got a good couple good candidates for that that's one that's a nazi yeah yeah definitely a nazi that's a Nazi. Nice show yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> welcome to the simple Minds sports show i haven't flipped my calendar i literally have no idea what the date you is dated march. USA,
2: march
1: 5th is you friday dated it in the fucking email
2: fourth buddy Fourth, March 4th. Uh, this is
3: Friday Rewind, March 4th. Welcome <laughs> to the show.
2: And if you look at the calendar, the first twenty day, 28 days of match of February. There you go. Wait Same what? Days. The first yeah. twenty-eight days what? It's the same days, March and February fall on the same days. Oh, my
3: God. How many nuts did you bust over that fucking digit fest? (laughs) Hold on. Let me call Irene. (laughs) Hey, Irene, just read me. Just read me the dates of February and March back to back. Uh, Uh. (laughs) What a loser. Uh, If you're looking to uh, bust on some nuts and numbers, go down, down to White Birch Brewing, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire, nashua new hampshire ray address please 460 amherst street good seven amherst street uh get get on your down there get yourself a flight i can't fucking speak today get yourself a flight get yourself a uh, pint yeah that doesn't help whatever you're looking for uh white birch uh, has it for you um again get on down to their brewery if you can't get it there then get at your local beer store wherever you get it tell them these simple minds boys sent you all right we're going to start off somber we're going to start with the mlb Uh, cancelling not only opening day, but right now, officially the first two series series, of the season. Obviously, everybody expects that to go beyond. Uh, I think the realistic date is somewhere around May 1st, however that works out in the MLB schedule, Uh, basically cancelling a month of games to uh, to get on track. Honestly, look, uh, from what I've read and from what I've listened to, that makes sense financially for the owners. It seems like they can make up that month of April, but I don't know who concedes where in these negotiations to make that happen. I don't, I don't know where that is. So let me do this. And bill, I know you were, have a lot of thoughts on this. We're going to go to Ray.
2: Yeah. Go to Ray first. Let
3: me read a bunch of shit and then we'll kind of walk through the key issues. So the first thing, um, let me just read a segment of this letter to the fans by MLB. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this is anybody that cares has probably already heard Rob Manfred talk this, say this at his press conference. He read it word for word uh, and was laughing, which people are making way too big a fucking deal. of. he was, he's a terrible public speaker. That's what terrible. Public I fucking do. hate him. Everyone does. And they should, he's a boob, but the laughing, you should be serious. He just sucks at public speaking. That's what people do. Get over it. Uh, anyway, let me let me read this um, part. So I'll start somewhere here, the first, the fourth paragraph, which is kind of the, the nuts and bolts of the whole thing. Quote, he says, We have listened to the Players Association throughout this process. A primary goal of the Players Association was, has been to increase pay for younger players. And as I have said previously, we agreed to share that goal. We offered to raise the minimum salary to $700,000, an increase of $130,000 from 2021. We offered to create an annual bonus pool of $30 million for the young, uh, best young players. In total, we are offering a $30 million.
2: It was in total,
3: we are offering a 33% raise to nearly two-thirds of the Major League Baseball players and adding more than $100 million annually in additional compensation for younger players. He goes on to say, the proposal also addressed player and fan concerns about issues like service time and competitive issues. Eh, baseball will, for the first time, have a draft lottery, the f- most aggressive in professional sports. That's not true. Also, for the first time ever, we agreed to an incentive system to encourage clubs to promote top prospects. To their opening day rosters we also propose the first and second place finishers and rookie of the year voting into blah 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 he goes on to talk about all the great things that they did in the uh in the negotiations before we rip him let me uh read the reply from tony clark in the mlb players association which if you have not listened to his rebuttal don't because unless you want to fall an asleep idiot. He's he an is idiot. A, f- a fucking word salad buffoon and honestly I can't really read this, but, oh, here we go. Uh, this this statement that they put out sounds like some dirtbag politician trying to win your vote through manipulation. And this is probably the biggest problem I have with the Players Association. They just suck at what they're doing. So um, MLBPA goes on to say in their statement, Rob Manfred and the MLB's owners have canceled the start of the season. First off, right off the bat, that's not correct. You guys were in a negotiation. You both fucking caused this. Players and fans around the world who love in baseball are disgusted and sadly not surprised from the beginning of the negotiations, players objectives have been consistent to promote competition, provide fair compensation for young players and to uphold the integrity of our market system against the backdrop of growing revenues, record profits. We are seeking nothing more than a fair agreement with my, Rob Manfred characterized as a defensive lockout is in fact, the culmination of decades long attempt by owners to break our players fraternity. As in the past, this effort will fail. We are united and committed to negotiating a fair deal with that will improve the sport for players fans and everyone that loves our game a couple stats here Ray. before you go MLB in the past five years has recorded a revenue of 43 billion which they say is down from the five years, five years prior and the only open books that we've seen from owners is from the Atlanta Braves who reported a um, hundred million dollar profits of course they are the World Series winners so take that um, for what you will that's where we stand. Um, your opening thoughts before we get into some of the key sticking points and a little bit more of
1: the details. Just your overall thought of uh, of this whole process, Raymond. Owners aren't uh, sweating yet because basically April is one of their uh, least profitable months. So I think there was something said that uh, ESPN and Fox have something about like they have to show 140 games for each team to make like to uh, – bide by their contract so i believe if you lose all of april and if they start losing games in may that's when the owners are going to start sweating and probably really go down and start negotiating with the players association a little bit more and because now they're going to be losing money so right now the owners have the upper hand on the players i feel and that maybe when games get into may that they're not reaching a deal i think scott boris is a lot Behind this with the Players Association, he's the one telling them, no, 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 don't sign anything, don't go agree to anything. So it, it's one of those things where until the owners just start losing money, then that's when the, you'll see a deal get in place. Well, yeah, the owners have the upper hand because, of course, they do. There's,
3: the players yeah. have very little leverage. Um, you've heard this phrase a lot, negotiating in – oh, my God, sorry my head. Negotiating good faith, which both sides have said neither have done. Here's what you have on a boilerplate level you have two sides that don't trust each other and that that hate each other which is where i come from when people are talking about it should all be fair it's not going to be fair you're entering negotiations and from everything that i've read and i've read a lot and i've listened to a lot i don't have a clear understanding of what the players really want i know they're hard numbers that they tried to get to which were like a hundred percent increases in a lot of places that they've come down a little bit on, but it was a it was an ask that nobody would give in a, in a negotiation. They had to know that walking in. So I don't know what their, I, I have no understanding of what their uh, agreement level would be. It just seems like they're there to chip away and chip away and chip away, not actually come to an agreement to play ball. Which, you know what? Maybe that's right. Maybe that's what they should be doing. Maybe that's the fair, quote-unquote, deal for them. But don't make them the fucking little guy fighting for the fans. They're both greedy motherfuckers trying to get as much out of this as they possibly can. And none of them have anything to do with the fans or the game. Do you think Max Scherzer's given up his $43 million for the fucking staff at Shea Stadium or Mets or whatever the hell? The, The... Piece of, you know The poor 23-year-old that's in the video room that's cutting his videos together for 12 hours a day, are they getting any of that money? No. So don't let the players fool you that they're fucking crying broke and, the, and the, the owners are putting them over a barrel. This is life, people. This is America. It's capitalism. These guys own the team. They're owners of a business. You're the employees. You're negotiating a contract. Deal with it. Chip away at it. You got five – the next five years, you do it again. That's the deal. That's kind of what I think. Bill, before we get into some of the details – Try not to jump ahead, but just your overall thought
2: do you think I've read the email yet? No so I mean my biggest takeaway is this I mean,
3: damn it sorry
2: <laughs> so the biggest thing for me is you know the average major league baseball player makes four point six five four point six four million dollars you know what the median base player makes one point two to one point3 million so How I do mean they survive. I, I know it's. I mean, it's. I know it really is, but really inflations. Right I know. I I barely survive on my million a year. No, but I mean that's the biggest thing. They're trying to get the middle guys paid. The owners got. to, I think the owners got to crack, and and same thing with the players. They got to. They got to find common ground. You know, but like the the incentive to raise their player pool to thirty million dollars, all star pool, whatever it was. It's a that's a five million dollars. It was twenty. It's been twenty five million dollars in the last cba and now you're only trying to raise it five million to make it 30 million i mean i just think yeah the owners are trying to save as much money as they can but you know they they need to do something both both sides got to come together because it all there is is it's just money it is all it's going to come down to is money and and again you think about losing games in april i mean that's when you have your most off days especially for teams like the red sox you always start on the road you're going to have your rain out some shit sometimes you get snow out games i mean yeah of course all those games usually get made up in the the regular season but you're later on in the season in the in the warmer months but you're still losing those games I, I, either way eventually i mean two series yeah but if you start pushing it i've already i've said june 1st for a long time was my thought even before they locked out i thought games were going back to june 1st and i can see that Ray, you flow to Jul, july 4th if they if they don't i mean the players max scherzer and i don't even know who the other guy brock Holt, or some some lesser guy even came out and said they were or, uh, Ross Sterling, sorry, came out and said they were a fucking slap in the face, the last offer, and they refused to the balk. So, I mean, I, I think both guy both sides are kick, uh, kicking their feet in the dirt and then they're just staring at each other down. But yeah, I, I expect the summer. I expect, I expect April, all of April and into May going. I mean, you got to get going pretty soon here. I mean, you're already into March. You got to get these guys built up and you know, you're going in the summer june 1st seems like a, a most realistic option at this point truthfully and or yeah. or you're rush or you're rushing the season and if you're rushing the season that's when you got to expand rosters have more pictures so you go in and out and it's going to be like spring training it's going to be fucking ugly to watch
3: yeah so the first thing the, the first day that they could have gotten back together would have been thursday which is tomorrow from when we're recording so we don't know if they got back together i'm assuming not um There's so let's, so let's go through some of the uh, minutiae that not a lot of people care about, but it's what they're fighting about. So if you care about baseball, you should kind of have an idea of what they're talking about. I've marked down, I don't know, six kind of key points of the finances that they're going over. We'll run through them. I kind of gave you my opinion on who I thought was right and wrong. The number, the big one, the right, the the one that I think caused the lockout was the CBT or commonly known as the luxury tax in baseball. And honestly, This is where I, I, it's the biggest issue. And it's the one that I think the players are most wrong on, which is why I think I find myself leaning more with the owners. When I kind of read about all of this shit, I mean, we'll go through it. And I I'm I'm team player for a lot of this, but the, the luxury tax, the players will not engage in a conversation about the luxury tax becoming what they would consider a salary cap, which they already think it is at all. That's a problem if you're a player. They won't, they won't, hold on, Bill. They won't talk about a floor in MLB because if you instantiate a floor, it will, they think, inevitably lead to a uh, ceiling or a cap, a salary cap, which all professional sports teams have. The biggest thing that the players have come in, which I think is bullshit, uh, trying to get is competitive balance, which in their minds thinks will lead to more big contracts like teams like the Pirates and the Brewers will be able to afford bigger contracts and not just suck off the likes of the Dodgers and the Yankees. Tampa Bay. Well, guess what motherfuckers? That's what salary caps do. They actually do create a competitive balance in theory more so than the than baseball, certainly more so than baseball. It's the biggest thing wrong with the fucking sport, and the players will not even sniff at going into negotiations or talks about that happening they don't want revenue sharing because revenue sharing creates a cap if you start the players the owners don't want to open up their books that's for sure but the players don't want them to either because then they if if a team if the brewers fucking don't do as well in a year like a covid year that affects the cap which then affects the players and the players, the Max Scherzer's, the ones negotiating this deal are sucking off the tits, $43 million a clip of these big franchises, and they don't want to give that up. But at the same time, they want the owners to pony up and pay the young kids and pay the middle the middle guys. So I just don't understand where the players are coming from in this one. Like, where do you think? Like, where, like, what do you think is you better be willing to sit out forever? If you if that's if that's what you want or change your negotiation style and be willing to chip away at it over the next 10 to 15 years. That's it. That's the only way that they can do that, which will obviously I think be the way that it ends up going down, but I just have no sympathy for the players
2: when it comes players to players. Don't want a cap debate. because they want super teams. You look at Yankees, Dodgers, even shit, or even the red, even teams. the red Sox, big market teams don't want it because they make more money. They don't want to be kicking up and sharing it. I mean, they, the salary cap floor, I mean, to me kind of makes sense in a way. Um, I think it does create a little bit of ca- competitive balance. If you did go to this at salary cap way, you look at NHL for many, many years and it, they didn't have a salary cap. They were the last one. Jeremy Jacobs our, our fucking most hated owner for me in, in Boston was a big proponent of the salary cap. So it does work, but in baseball, you got to, I mean, I two twenty, I mean, it gives more competitive balance and it takes the money out of the big market teams. Right. Cause now everybody has a salary cap and now you have, your teams are going to spend your 220. As long as they don't do it. Like I want a hard cap. I've said it for a while. I don't want it. It's like basketball where you have your luxury tax. And if you hit this, it's blah, 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 blah. I don't want that shit. You have $220 million and go over it. You can't go over it. Like the, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Well, and, it, and it spreads but- money around because it doesn't let your teams like, The Dodgers or the Yankees, but But that's not player friendly
3: bill. It's why the players will never negotiate it. It's why the players have turned, have not even started. No, I know. And that's why I don't That's because that means a hard cap. So the NBA, they have a soft cap for players on their own team, which allows guys like Steph Curry to make a half a billion dollars if he stays with the Warriors. There's still money to be made with the NBA because they, I mean, have you ever tried to learn what the fucking NBA luxury tax is? I it's get a insane. Headache. They dollar put enough dollar, clauses right? in there with the, where the best guys can still make their money. And do not get it twisted. That's what this fucking negotiation is about for the MLBPA. It's about the big guys still being able to make their $400 million contracts, but they also want the arbitration pool increase. They also want the arbitration number down, which we'll get into all that. But they also want the middle guys to get paid. They want it all. And you're, you don't get it. And that doesn't happen in a negotiation. That's the, that's the part where I think Tony Clark and his guys are missing it. But in terms of the salary cap, Bill, yeah, you're right. What you said is exactly right. You have a look at hockey. And the sport dictates a lot of, you know, eight seeds making runs in the playoffs and shit, but also the teams are more balanced because you have a hard cap people. You have to decide how you can play and you can't just stack your rosters and players don't want that. Players don't want that. They want the ability to teams to pay, be able to pay enormous amounts of money for talent if that's what they want to do, because that player then gets paid.
2: I mean, I'm so going to tell can't you right have now. Both now ways, not both ways,
3: players, and nobody's talking about that enough. No, you can't have it both ways. And I'm sorry, the owners are getting are making money over fists, but that's capitalism. That's what. That's how the world works. That's just I how the world the, works.
2: I want Major League Baseball, and if I was the owners, I'd, I'd try to model what the NFL does. I don't want full guaranteed contracts, and I'd, I, if I'm the owners, I'm fucking fighting for that. You know, I want all major sports to have. You know, non-guaranteed contracts after a certain year. I don't want to see fucking guys have, you know, Bryce Harper signed a 13-year deal. What's going to happen to Mookie Betts? What 12 years? That's the other thing that you know what I'm saying. Like this is. Hey,
3: Bill, is your is your salary guaranteed? If you just stop doing your job, do you get fired?
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I do. Yeah.
3: Nobody in the world has guaranteed salaries for 13 years. Fuck you, MLB players. (laughs) Bill, you're not team player. I think if we've just we've just learned that you're not team player based on uh, – Yeah, players. you talked me out of it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk you back into it because here's the things that the players have a really good um, ground on, and we'll move through this quickly because we've been on this for a while. Uh, I'll, I'll list all of them and we'll talk about them. So arbitration slash service time, owners yes, 100%. are, owners are players. Gross, basically yeah. players like slaves.
2: Until they Chris Chris Bryant sued Chris Bryant sued too and and he lost because they they delayed his service time Wander Franco should have been up day fucking one last year they delayed his service time it happens year after year after year and it's bullshit it's bullshit the way they maneuver it just to get an extra year of arbitration it's really fucking stupid and again it, it, doing that too is you get a year where you say you you're gonna make six hundred thousand dollars because you're this player and then they you can't negotiate they tell you this is what you're making and then the next year it's like okay this is what you're making. And then you year three, that's when you start hitting the arbitration and that's when the money starts going up. So they want to delay that as long as they can to get to arbitration. And it's fucking horseshit the way they do it.
3: It's bullshit. But to the owner's credit, they knocked a year off of that in these negotiations and so the players two years. said fucking no. The players said no to every, the player said no to everything. The players raised the minimum salary $130,000 to 700 K for a minimum guy. The plus 50, I think they went to seven. I think the I think that the players wanted way. Yeah, either they either came way. to 725, and the owners met them at seven. Uh, but you, you mentioned it when I was reading the MLB letter, Bill. The player, the pre-arbitration bonus pool, the owners came was, to yeah. 30 million. The players wanted 115 originally. Came to 85. So you're 55 were- million dollars apart. Which honestly, for the owners, is a fucking drop in the bucket. That's not one that they should be fighting on. They should come. They should come to fifty and fucking call it a day. When you only offer
2: you offer five million extra to that pool, five fifteen. They started at fifteen. No, twenty-five million dollars is what was in the previous agreement and they offered 30 it was a five million dollar raise that was it that was their extra proposal was a five million dollar raise to 30 million the players wanted 115 and then came down and the in the MLB said no no you're you're fighting over peanuts at this point when you're looking at a 45 billion dollar company roughly what MLB is the Atlanta Braves what was the first team the $100 million, $140 million in the World Series year they just made, you can afford to throw in an extra $50 million, 2.5 a team, throw it in, gives you fucking, what, 65 million? Call it a deal. Let's go. Yeah,
3: it's not a, it's a, this is a a team uh, player scenario for sure. I thought that they started at 15 million, the owners did, and came up to 30, but I could be wrong. Either way, that's not that big of a difference. They, uh, you know, there's no reason for them to be playing hardball on that one. Meet in the middle, call it a day, work up from there. Um, free agency, which we all know is broken in the MLB. Players want that free agency time shortened. They're right. It should be, be right, better for 100%. the game and yep. be better for the players. What the owners did is they didn't touch any of that, but they did eliminate the draft pick compensation, um, which
1: basically... It's been around for like 40, 50 years, right? it been around something. for
3: a long time. It sh- in See, theory, I don't like that. Sh- well, hold on, Bill. In theory, it should help signing players. We know for a fact that the Red Sox... Um, did not go after some free agents because they didn't want to give up second, third round draft picks. But at the same time, uh, owners did not give up enough on this one.
2: No. And uh, honestly, with whatever, with regards to the draft picks, you, you can't, it's give or take, right? So you want to be a small market team, right? So th- that's what you're fighting for. The players got to give and take, Right. They, they if the owners are fighting for a salary cap floor, they want to, or whatever. Right. So that's what the owners kind of want. You, you can't have it both ways. This is how you kind of cripple team. A small market teams, right? So guys like, say, Evan Logoria b- bounces from Tampa, not traded, but he loses. Like, those are the kind of guys that they can't afford these players. They can't afford these superstars. And so you have to let them at least be able to build on getting a first-round pick, depending on the players, right? So say Mike Trout, say he was a he's a once-in-a-generational guy. Say he comes up at Kansas City. He's worth... He's just signed. He's going to get 600000000 million, let's say, by the time he's done his career. Kansas City would have never been able to afford that. So you at least got to give... Oh, that's why theirs. you need a
1: salary cap. That's why you, you just you talked yourself have into having a salary cap.
2: Well, I'm just saying, I've said but that's I've why the small market teams, cap teams cap are never, yeah,
1: I agree with you. And that's why the small market teams are never going to be able to compete because they need a salary cap the, these teams can't compete with the angels, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, and the Yankees. They, they can't can, afford, if
2: you get, they can, if you can give them that compensation and let's be real, Houston did it. You think you know, Pittsburgh, he, anyone's not going to want to go to Pittsburgh it's not about going to Pittsburgh. It's about going, if you can develop your own talent, you 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 yeah. It's you get a six, seven year window with your guys, right? And once they hit the show, you get a six years that they're under team control. If you hit on your draft picks and have enough guys, Kansas City just won a World Series. They went to back-to-back World Series in 14 and 15 and won the World Series and then ripped the team down. Though that's the model you do at Tampa Bay is doing it right now. They're bringing up guys. They're drafting very good and then they're trading their pieces away or they're letting them sign to get more prospects and draft picks. That's how you're building your team as a as a small market team. So you need that compensation. In they got to come to equal ground. It's either you want to sell or cap floor or that. That's quickly, r- quickly th-
1: Rich. Quickly though, uh, didn't with the World Series with the Rays and Dodgers both starting pitchers were drafted by Pittsburgh and they both were let go because Pittsburgh just didn't want to pay them the money.
3: Uh, you're probably right, but both of you, both of you are speaking towards a, a not to the players, not. Negotiating in good faith
2: when it comes to what's best for the game. I don't think either of them negotiate. No, no one gives a, a shit, shit about the him.
3: game. But, but at least, look, what's good for the game is not good for players. Look at the NFL. Bill, you said it. You want the all, all uh, sports to model after the NFL because it's the best game. There's um, motivation within free agency. The Patriots have done it for 20 years. You let a guy walk if he signs with another team, you get a compensation pick, right? So. Maybe, maybe that's a maybe that's a model. It's not if you sign a guy you lose a pick. It's if you let a guy go you gain a pick. There's a different way of of positive thinking there. Yeah. But it's also sure. there's a fucking cap. There's a, there's there is ramifications for teams and spending money, which allows small market teams to compete. Baseball doesn't have it, and the players don't want it, and that's bad for the game. It's bad for the game. Um, that's it. Another yeah, thing uh, we mentioned the this: game. the minimum salary players were big on this. But again they fucking said no. The owners came up 130 grand from last year up to 700,000. Players wanted 725. They said no. Uh the other thing players wanted was to put in a draft lottery to help uh, tanks, teams not tank, which honestly I agree with. I agree with, but I don't think it's going to stop teams like Pittsburgh from tanking who gives no. Do they do you think they give a shit whether they have the first overall pick or the fourth overall pick in baseball nope
2: who'd they take they just took the lighter oh. kid right who they cares first. either yeah.
3: way yeah. you look the players wanted eight teams the owners wanted three they came to five it should be anybody that's not in the playoffs like the NBA does but even then it's not going to matter because baseball has a hundred more players than the NBA it's no. a stupid thing that they're that they got hung up on and uh and they and the players said no uh game changes that they did agree on a 12 team playoff instead of 14 i'm not in on that i like baseball playoffs i think it makes the the regular season worth it and when you have 162 fucking games you better make it worth it because at this point i don't even want to watch all those anyway so 12 teams was too much i was not on board with that one but they got it through it, we'll see if that sticks and then the universal dh came in pretty early um yeah that was right away there's talks of the players negating on both of those to try and get talks started back up and get what they want. Uh, the other game changes proposed by the owners, which I'm pretty much in favor of all of them, is pitch clock, eliminating the shift and larger bases, which people are making fun of, but they think that it will improve steals, give players a better chance to steal bases, which will increase the athleticism, which will increase, you know, uh, action. In the this is fucking
2: softball. Come on, kid.
3: No, I'm for all of it. I'm for all of it. Um, and they, then there was a clause you in there for
2: tampons too.
3: And there was a clause in there that would <laughs> give Diva the, cup. uh, major league baseball, basically just more freedom to make changes to the game easier than they have now, which right now they have to implement changes to the game one year ahead of time. Um, in the minors to too, they
2: got to test it in the minors too. Yeah. yeah I, it's kind yeah, of fucking ridiculous. It's which is sport. the NFL one makes the
3: have, Why do the players have any say in boom. their fucking sport. Anyway, and the
2: NFL makes changes right away that, you know, the, it's bullshit. Baseball is too long of a season anyway. So it's like, if you want to make these change, yeah, you can't do a year in advance. No
3: baseball no. players are such pussies when it comes to this shit. Look at last year and the icky. It was illegal. What they were doing was already illegal. And they almost had a conniption over the fact that they took away that sticky because it was in the middle of the season. I, I, I have no sympathy for the players when it comes to these in-game changes Um Here's a big one, a sticking point though, and then we'll move on from here.
1: Ray, are you in favor of eliminating the shift? Yeah, yeah, because it gives left-handers more better chance to get it on base. I think they had like an average of two seventeen when they did the shift or something like that. Like on average with the it's all. right-handers
2: batters too, man. They even they well the left-handers shift.
1: are the more ones that they shift. I mean, look at Ortiz. Every time he went up to bat, they fucking shifted for him. So it's- traditionally left-handed hitters are more pole hitters.
3: And you've seen the shift happen there, but Bill's right. Now that the nerds have the game, the, the defenses that are going bad. on is fucking insane. Yeah. Every single sport has rules about playing defense that they, that you can't do things to increase offense. Why should baseball be different? Mm-hmm. Why should baseball be different? You can't hold in, in football. You can't stand in the paint in basketball. You you can't uh, stand in the crease. Stand in the crease in hockey. You can't put five guys in the crease around the goalie. Why should baseball be different? Mm-hmm. Ted, what? what uh, who? Fred Lynn just hit it the other way. Fred, get in the box. You 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 played in the seventies. Get in the box against this fucking guy that just came in and is throwing ninety eight on the black in your fucking chin and hit it the other way, dude.
2: Ray, if you didn't know, that's the black is the corner of the plate you didn't know. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome.
3: Uh, Baseball is dead. They are pissing on the ashes of their sport as they quabble over their millions of dollars. None of it going to any of us. Um, Any final thoughts on baseball? Because we're not talking about them for months.
2: Fuck you, Rob Manfred, you fucking cunt.
3: Oh, yeah, I will agree with that. My, Rob Manfred is a boob. He is a, a walking tit, as you would say, Bill. That guy does not deserve his job. He's worse nutsack. than Roger Goodell. He's Ooh. not even like a good villain like Roger Goodell. He's just kind of goofy about it. Uh, he sucks. He's not sure. even a
2: good villain like fucking Gary Bettman. And that guy's had like four lockouts under his belt.
3: Yeah, you need to be like, all to, right, let's be real. But style, James Bond yeah, villain, there's at least your politics from, oh, at yeah. least
2: Bud Selick fucking had some pretty good cohesion between these guys. Rod Manford takes over and it goes to shit. And for five years, he's been there six years, whatever it's been. It just goes to shit. Yeah, Everything else has gone smoothly since 94. He built the game back up. He let the steroid era in. he built the fucking game back up till the peak of it was. And now Rod Manford is taking that reigns for Bud like in ruining the fucking sport i love just kill him just i just <laughs> rob
3: manfred's not ruining the sport the owners and the players are doing it for him but he's he's the uh figure but you for need it. to have a
2: backbone and when you're the commissioner of the league and he has none or he you need none. to be
3: or you need to be corrupt as fuck ray has more it.
2: bones in his dick than fucking rob manfred has in his back right
3: how many bones do you have in your dick Ray? that's sure. all right we're gonna take a quick break and uh we'll come back with a little brewing stock
1: Bill's just upset because the Braves and Red Sox series is going to get canceled and he's not going to be able to see his beloved Braves in person.
2: That was a good deal.
1: No, they're playing in Fenway. Defend his baseball fantasy football title
3: or baseball fantasy baseball title.
2: Mm. I'm very excited, upset about that.
3: Uh, all right. Welcome back. Let's get into uh, something a little bit less depressing, depending on how you want to look at it. Jake DeBrusque, Raymond, uh, mm. has been on fire. Out on the West Coast, uh, showcased on that first line, seven points in, uh, I guess, technically six games. Well, they played a seventh game, so we'll see what he does against, uh, who are they playing on Thursday?
1: They play Vegas. the Vegas Knights, and then Ooh. Saturday they got Columbus Blue Jackets.
3: Yeah, but this is coming out Friday, so we're, we don't know what happened on Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we sorry, know sorry, sorry. that through six games, he has seven points, the last game being a loss in Anaheim in which he had none. Bad loss, uh, bad loss, terrible, terrible gross loss. Uh, 23 Ol-
2: Ol- seconds left. You let up a goal, Omar. Ol- yeah, Omar, Ol- 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 get, get to get the, the f- bench. Fuck <laughs> give me, the, give nice, give me the rookie of the month, in Jeremy Swamin, 5-1 and one with a ninety-nine sixty save save percentage of two shots out. Two shout outs get this motherfucker in every single night i get it, it was back to back i'll give it to them same thing with Celtics so lots of pacers the other night back to back but come on oh uh, it's jeremy swayman is seizing that fucking big contract that from the bruins now oh my.
3: oh god yeah there's your Bruin stock i want to stick on the debris thing though because ray's opening take shouldn't come back east with them uh i think that the thought is right the timing might not be because the deadline's not for a week or so um but you know, uh, I agree with you, Ray. the The trade value of Jake DeBrusque is as high as it's been in years. I don't know about ever, but certainly in a long time. And guess what? He hasn't rescinded his request for a fucking trade. Get him out of Boston, bye bye, Jake DeBrusque.
1: Get the his fuck agent came out, of here. out this week and said that his client still wants to be traded. He does not want to be part of the Bruins organization.
2: You got to lower your asking price. This is the big reason why I don't tell you right now is he's an RFA and the, the fuck the qualifying offer is 4.6 million next year. Hey, do what I want. Okay. It's 4.6 million next year. And I think that's scaring teams away. They don't want to give up a lot of assets when you're guaranteed, when you have to, (laughs) where he's basically a rental or, I mean, I, the thing I've been reading lately is that it might come in the offseason. You just trade his rights, or you just let him go. I, I don't think I don't think Sweeney's going to move him. I, I think you know I know he wants to be traded, but if you get this production, I know these. He's probably I'll give him seven goals. I'll probably say f- five of them were soft. Four. Still goals.
3: Yeah, those were Still bad fucking goals. Still I'll give goals the,
2: the tip one, his uh for the hat trick the other night. The redirect was, was nice and uh, was redirected. And he got lucky. They called it a goal in the ice because I thought his stick was over the crossbar. You just couldn't tell on replay, but either way, I mean, you, this is what you want. But if you can make a run, say you add other pieces and keep Jake Debrusque around him and he keeps playing this wall in the first line, say he, he scores 20 to 25 goals. I mean, you got to think he's at what 14 or 15 now. You know, he, say he puts yeah, in another nine-goal score on the, uh, on the uh, so
1: you have to Who are you going to give up? What are you going to give up to get assets in return?
2: I'm, no, I'm just saying if you can add different pieces, Phil Kessel you can have for a third round. And I'm saying, I know what you want, but he's a – you know, that's a nice piece. If you grab him, if if you make a move for Phil Kessel, then I know Jake DeBrus is – you're going to lower your ask, pre, asking price for debrust because you're going to slide Phil Kessel on the natural right wing with Bergeron and Marshawn, and then that makes Jake debrust expendable. Right, so that's where if you can do that, you're going to either bring back one a second line center or two the defenseman that you need in the in any Jake DeBrus deal. And you know what? If you're going to lose Bergeron this year, which I think we all pretty much agree he's going to go, then that means you're you're going to sell out like the Rams, move your first round pick. If you can keep guys like Fabian Lysol, I don't want him in in any trade right now. I mean, he, I think he's going to be too valuable, and that's where you have to build the farm system. But your first round pick, go for it. Go for the. I think the team could be there, especially if you can get. Jeremy swimming, playing the way he is. I don't expect him to do what he just did this last month in February, but he's going to seize that role. Just Debrusque is only going to get moved. If you add another right wing, I it just, I, yeah, have that I
3: think um, if you move to and I think that Sweeney is thinking this way, if you move to it has to be for a player of his caliber, basically straight up, or he needs to be a package for someone who is going to improve your team, not only now, but in the future. We had this text exchange the other day, Bill. I'm not, I'm not putting DeBrusque in a package for a Phil Kessel. I'm not putting DeBrusque in a package what for a guy. What if you get?
2: What if you go to Phil? Ke- what if you get Phil, Phil Kessel and that D guy? And, and yeah, Jacob sure, is yeah. a deal with the first round. It, pick yeah, but and it's you just got a, a DeBrusque
3: or a first Kessel. round pick or a, a prospect, they need to move for something that is going to help them not only now but in the future in a position of need, center and defense. I'm not, I'm not moving DeBrusque just to move them for Phil. No, Kessel. I wouldn't
2: either. And I don't No, And I wouldn't, I did not say I would move. I him know you didn't. You Kessel. said the opposite, which I agree with you.
3: If you see Phil Kessel in here for a third round pick, expect to see Jake DeBrusque move. And I think that that's a good way to look at it because he can be a replacement and maybe DeBrusque is part of a bigger package. I've been calling for it for years. I, I would love to see them actually put their balls on the table and make a hockey trade and send something out to get something back, to shake up this roster, to shake up the core and, Give me a left shot defense of top quality left shot defenseman to play with McAvoy. Give me a center that can play on the, on the second line. Cause you have zero, zero centers in this system that can take I over after the first runs gone. Go make a move that does something. You have Jake DeBrus that looks like a 25 goal scorer at 25 years old. The Bruins are letting him and his, and his agent go out there and negotiate an extension with a team that might want him. That's good news. If you want to brace the brusque out of Boston, do it. Pull the fucking trigger, Sweeney. You're about to get canned, dude. It's your last year. Fucking would make a move, move, bud.
2: Would you move um, Jake DeBrus for a rental? Because I'm going to throw a name out, and I we, we've had the conversation is for Philippe Forsberg or whatever his first name is. From Forsberg, Nashville. Down there from Nashville. Yeah, I would do it if for you Forsberg get, if you can get him to play on his off off wing. He is a left wing. You don't have a need at left wing, left wing right now with Marshawn and Taylor Hall. But if you could add him on your right wing, does it negate the need f- to, for a second line center? If you I think that the way the second line is playing right now, even with Halla, Hala's been getting good. You know, I don't negate the need lot for assist. a
3: center because you have no centers. But what it Jake DeBrusk is a walking dead man in the Bruins system. All it does is eliminate your chance of potentially getting something of more of greater need in the offseason. I think if you trade for someone like Forsberg, you hope that they can come to an agreement to keep him around on a three or four or five year deal after a trade like that, because um, he would be a free agent. But yeah, I'm not this. I'm not this guy that says Jake DeBrusque can't go unless you get something stellar in return. He's gone regardless this year or in the off season. So if you want to sell out and and instead of a first round pick, you move Jake DeBrusque for a Forsberg, then yeah, I'm 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 on board for that for a rental for sure. I think that makes sense. Ray, any final thoughts on uh, on Jake DeBrusque not coming home?
1: No, I just hope it happens. But it's not – like you said, the trade deadline's not till March 21st, so obviously it's a little bit more time than we think. So, yeah, hopefully he excels against the Knights and someone pulls the trigger on him and he's gone by Monday.
3: Yeah, or he continues to play the way he's playing on the first line back in Boston and up until the deadline, and, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right boys uh, that's Bruins talk let's go ahead and throw it over to headlines with the obvious one.
1: Uh, thank you Richard. Uh, no accents this week so that's going to be a plus for me. MLB and the MLBPA have decided to cancel the first two se- series of the season. The two sides couldn't come to an agreement over who would get richer as they pissed on the ashes of their sport. The Celtics get the win over Atlanta Hawks 107-98 Tuesday night. Jalen Brown left the game in the first quarter with a boo-boo on his ankle and did not return. Jason Tatum led the Celtics with 33 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Derek White and Grant Williams each pitched in with 18. Racer Thomas says the Celtics got jawed in their matchup against the Grizzlies on Thursday. John Moran is an alien, but the cookie is still in the oven. Jake DeBrust and the Bruins finally lose, lose out West. They fall to the Ducks 4-3 in Anaheim. The Bruins failed to record a point for the first time in five games. His trade value is the highest it's been in years, and he's still a little twat that wants out of Boston. Bye-bye. The Bruins have uh, finished their road trip on Thursday versus Knights, which is wrong because they're in Columbus on Saturday. Richard Thomas does not do hockey. Under pressure from the international community due to Russian invasions of Ukraine, Russian billionaire Roman Abram- Abramovic, Abramovic is selling the Premier League club Chelsea is reported all the net proceeds will be donated to the victims of the war in Ukraine. Swiss billionaire Hasbrog Bruckwiss is expected to purchase the club in exchange for many monies, an unborn child, and twelve virgins. As the world continues to be a playground for the old rich Jews, the NFL Combine was the week was this week, and the Patriots still don't have any coaches. This has been headlines with the obvious. You know how you could have, like, the words where they, like, give you, like, how you're really supposed to say it? Like, if you look in the dictionary, it gives you, like, you know, cunt. It's K-A-N-T. Phonetically is
3: what you're looking for,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need that when it comes to, like, these European names. No, it's
3: better for you to sound you just them out. need to not be Is retarded. Columbus West?
1: Yes. They're in the Columbus, West. Columbus, Ohio? They're in the no. Western
2: Division. Yeah, but they're in, the, like, the... Central what did I just say? What did I just say? Of the I guess I, I would
3: I agree with you, Ray, that the, that on a part of the road trip that the Bruins were on, Columbus would be considered a Western road swing because they're on their way back from the West. But in general, Columbus, Ohio is not West. No.
1: Is it, no. Is it East or West of the Mississippi? East. Geo- and there
2: and Columbus in the- is the ge- asshole ge- of America.
1: Geography with the doughboy.
3: <laughs> That's a new segment also coming. Bill, you might want to brush up. <laughs> I got it. I know the States. Good job. <laughs> uh, how about the NFL? Uh, we're going to do this rapid fire around the NFL. There's some uh, key points, key things that we want to get to. Uh, first, the combine has started and free agency is on the 16th slash the 14th with whatever tampering period, which means everybody's talking to each other right now um bill we uh, we talked about the patriots coaching situation last week in depth me and ray uh haven't got your opinion on it so i'll ask you that and are either you guys big combine guys i guess no i think
2: the combine's wicked stupid yeah i just think it's wicked dumb coaching staff
3: (gasps) bill and we agree with you again and we agree with you again welcome back go ahead elaborate
2: Joe Judge ruined Daniel Jones in, in for the uh, Giants, and Matt Patricia has never coached. On, neither one of these guys have coached on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and, Patricia started oh, on the wait, offensive wait, was,
3: line, and Joe Judge coached wide receivers sorry. in 2007.
2: Oh. fucking <laughs> Put they, some respect on their name, Bill. Idiot. So you lose Josh McDaniels. I just think this hurts the development of the team. Mac Jones is the biggest development right here. You're, you're looking at two coaches that have zero – zero experience calling plays or any anything when it comes to remotely offense. Joe Judge, which is an assistant wide receiver coach, okay? That Chad O'Shea was there. Oh, that's a bullshit. You just, it, How it dare just you, Richard? It doesn't make sense what they're doing in their coaching staff. And it, they're just – this is a pivotal year, too. You want to see that year, two jump for Mac Jones. You need to see it. And now you're going to some Cameron Bethel or brittle bottle – Bitchy. doesn't matter I don't know doesn't what a stupid matter to point is. tight end coach you, this is pathetic this is we've heard Adam Gase thrown around I would welcome Adam Gase with open arms right now
3: at this point I was so down on Adam Gase when it started at this point I would almost take him and uh the reports I think it was someone out of NBC Sports Boston that had been talking around and reported that the word that uh teams were describing for the Patriots coaching laughable
0: staff was, La- be- uh,
3: flabbergasted bat. is what i oh,
0: yeah, <laughs>
2: phil Ooh. perry had it phil perry, phil perry Dude, yeah, were, i think he did have it, it i think a it was joke.
3: flabbergasted is the word he used and how could you disagree with him here's the one thing i'll say about the offense is i think bill belichick plans to take a ginormous role and ginormous step into the offense i don't think he'll be calling plays um i don't know who will be calling plays that's that's a journey imagine
2: if bill Bill Belichick calls plays for the offense, and they win a fucking Super Bowl. I would, you would never You would that. never. And I'll tell you, you what, I trust Bill
3: Belichick in the <laughs> offense. When Brady was his second year, he in his first year, he was heavily, heavily involved in that offense, and I trust him to to uh, b- raise a quarterback.
1: I'm not as worried about Mac Jones as other people are because I think
3: would Bill. Would you bring Belichick-
2: Charlie Weiss back?
1: No. Did you see oh, an interview with him the other day? He's like 400 pounds, and he can't bad. even walk. I'm not right. worried
3: about Mac Jones like other people because I think Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick is actually taking it upon him to, to mold this young boy. But who coaches defense? We saw what happened when Belichick gave it back to that uh, Frankenstein version of a coordinator with Gerard Mayo and his stupid fucking mullet tongue-licking son. And they went from second defense in the league to 32nd in a matter of one week. So, yeah, you can't be positive about this Bages coaching staff.
1: They're so thin.
3: They're so thin.
1: Uh, they went. They had a bad snap because they were all sick on the defense And Kyle Van Noy went on E.I. Oh, today. Shut stuff.
2: the fuck up. I couldn't I'm believe so, that. It's I don't like, make why excuses. You, uh, we don't make excuses. But, but, we, were but we were all sick. We, all had, we a all had COVID. Fuck you, Van Noy. I hope they cut your ass, you prick.
3: Yeah, he should be gone. Um, in that same vein, uh, it seems like they could get all the help that they uh, could get on the field. Calvin Ridley is a name that's been rumored to the Patriots a lot after his, hold on, Bill, after his uh, mental health uh, exit from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it is now reported or maybe rumored that what it would take for the Patriots to get Calvin Ridley would be a second round pick and Chase Winovich. Yeah, it was floated out. What a fight! Fu-
2: Done. I would why make that trade make yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Why Why is Atlanta even entertaining it? Chase Winovich? Chase Winovich well, played 13% of defensive snaps this year. Chase Winovich? Uh, to, to Atlanta's credit,
3: flow. they have come out and said, we're not entertaining trades. We want to do everything possible to keep Calvin Ridley in the system. I would trade however, my first-round pick to get Calvin Ridley if you can sign for a good deal. The Atlanta Falcons are not allowed to speak directly to Calvin Ridley because it might affect his sensitive mental health. And that's why Rich
2: is out on Calvin Ridley. I am right. You know out how I feel about Calvin mental- Ridley. I, I, you know how I feel about mental Don't health. whoever's
3: listening, uh, the, the ten people listening to this, don't think that I'm an asshole be- uh, for the mental health thing. But professional sports, you're an professional asshole athletes, you're an asshole. claiming mental health because they can't deal with the pressure of their profession, can fuck off.
2: You're making it, millions of dollars. You don't even have to show up to fucking practice. All you have to do is say, I'm exhausted. I, Atlanta will c- cater to him. He's one of the best. He's a top 10 wide receiver in this league. Bill, it's he just not mental
3: health. It's not a mental health issue. Part of your job as a professional athlete is to deal with the pressure.
2: No, you can't and the, the pussy pressure. generation just means you that can't do the that's job. coming up in America right now. They're all a bunch of that's fucking pussies. mental you health. Per, per, you know why? It's because they can't win a Super Bowl. Everybody needs a participation trophy in this fucking pussy-ass America that we're, that we're fucking oh, raising. Here we go. We now don't know, talk politics on this show. I'm not talking politics. But I just I don't want to fall into this <laughs> pussy country that with every other fucking country around is it, a pussy-ass country. America could not fall into a pussy country. He lost his breath on that one. I you know he lost it. He lost it on that. We kind of took that off.
3: Uh, look, uh, ultimate, obviously, uh, unbelievable talent. Calvin Ridley would do wonders for this offense. I think him and Mac Jones would uh, – he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. Perfect for the system. Probably great for um, uh, Mac Jones. Reportedly, the Patriots are heavy on the wide receiver at the combine right now. They're looking at everybody, especially that kid out of Alabama, right? You probably know his name. I forget. he so said something? that he'd be special with Mac Jones um they're clearly clearly looking to pad the offensive side of the ball for Mac Jones I don't even know if it's the right direction Raymond I think that they need speed 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 in the second levels of that defense linebacker in the secondary especially considering JC Jackson's probably not coming back Jason McCourty is either I mean sorry Devin McCordy is either retiring or lost the step you have not a lot of high towers b- lost
2: step. He's gone. He's a free agent. He's, He's gone. Goodbye. Like
3: your speed is a problem on defense. I don't know if I'm if I'm looking to bring in a number one wide receiver over those guys. I think you need one. I think you need one for Matt Jones, but I don't know if I'm looking to bring him in over um, uh, speed on defense. Just quickly your thought on that
1: offense rules this league it's not defense anymore so if you can get a better offense that'll help you out because remember when brady was here i'm not calling brady uh mac jones brady by any means but you can win games 38 35 if as long as you can put up points on the board so if you can go get that elite receiver to help mac take that second step in the year two i'd definitely go do it whatever means necessary
3: you've convinced me calvin come on down we'll uh, we'll we'll do a i don't want a table discussion for you. case.
2: I don't want that mental, mental case with Bill Belichick. I can't talk to him directly. Fuck this guy. Fuck him. But Chase, Winovich is the I've, second turned, pick. I've turned
3: Bill. This was just two <laughs> or three times. I've put, put Bill on the turntable.
0: <laughs>
3: Billy step steps, baby. Yeah. Let's see if we can do it again. Bruce Arians and the Bucks uh, are playing some hardball, taking some subtle well, let's throw hard hardball. And Mr. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Uh, uh, hold on. Let me see if I can do this. This is the first time we'll ever. We've ever done this, but hold on real quick. Let me see. Shit. I don't know if I can. I was going to try and give you the uh, the sound from Bruce Arians because it was really funny.
1: Oh, basically how he was saying it wasn't Brady. It was him that did the whole offense. I don't have that sound, but it, he was – uh, sorry, I don't have it. Uh,
3: he not, was. It's
2: bad for business.
3: Bad for business. He was asked uh, a series of questions about Brady retiring and would they welcome him back – and it sounded kind of sarcastically like, oh, yeah, doors wide open for Tom. Come on back. We got plenty of money for him. Come on back. Would you let him play anywhere else? Nope. Bad for business. Tom's our guy. He's not playing anywhere else. Sounded like a little backhanded fucking shit talk from Bruce no, Arians. Like and new you add that on to the yet? report that, Ray, you said it wasn't, you know, Bruce Arians came out and said it wasn't all Tom Brady. There's a lot of hands in that
2: pie or the fucking stupid yeah, thing he said. The... Um, the new report on Brady, too, is he's staying loose. He's still throwing, and it doesn't look like Mr. Brady is retired. No no, God. No, 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 That means a divorce is coming.
1: Yep, that's what I was just going to say, because I'll basically say. Giselle's going to gallop or
2: off into the sunset of Costa Rica. See, I disagree with parrots, you guys. I don't think what Fabio us, on her back. She's, I think it was as she's, she goes, in a field, as she's grazing in a field of oh God, you fresh pastels.
3: I uh, disagree with you. I think that Miami Dolphins was the play all along. The Bucks Sarah are playing hardball. I think my I think Tom is going to try and make his way onto the Miami Dolphins. It was already reported and confirmed that Dolphins had plans to bring in Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Whether Tom Brady was going to play quarterback or not, then as uh, kind of unknown. There's reports that he was going to be in the front office in some type of role. Obviously, because the Dolphins are a trash organization and got uh, basically sued. Sued Steven, him sued and Steven Ross Torres. are
2: dick buddies.
3: They uh, that's not going to happen. So I think Tom Brady's in this uh, limbo, but he will definitely play football within the next year or two. Um, other news: Aaron Rodgers is being an asshole. Where's he going?
1: Miami. Who Nowhere. cares? Who Nowhere. cares? Why are we talking about his fucking uh, purge of his body for twelve days? That's the big news. Oh yeah, he's he, a he Tuesday a warm,
2: at Irene's.
1: warm butter and fucking laxatives. Ugh. He's turned into a whack
3: job, and he's milking this uh, this thing for all it's worth. Green Bay is willing to offer him
2: the moon, short
1: term deal, and a, it sounds like the wheels are in motion from the
3: yeah, back. To Green Jordan Love
2: sucks. Yeah
3: but he's being a dick because Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, they're all waiting for him to make his decision and free agency is just around the corner. So he said it was coming. He's got to make a decision quickly. If you had a guess, just give me a team. Green Bay.
2: Green Bay. Yeah. I'm with you.
3: Uh, all right. This last piece we talked about earlier this week on the text chain uh, ESPN is going to pay Troy Aikman $18 million a year to call Monday night football 18 to uh, 20. The final Amazon number was ready to pay Sean McVay, Hundred million dollars to call the games Thursday night games on Amazon. The guy that's never done the job before, who sounds like a little, he's tour, our age school boy, yeah.
1: He's but he was 36 the, 36 year old, high school you football player of the year in Georgia, whatever the fuck he played
3: fuck, over Calvin cares?
2: Johnson. Over Calvin Johnson, remember that Do would you do it if you just won the Super Bowl and you're like, you know what, this yes. I don't need to do? I'm 36 years old, I don't need to do this shit anymore. I have a cushy job for the next five years, making a hundred million seen dollars. His no late nights, no nothing. Yes. I can live in L.A. I can bang fucking fucking supermodels all the fucking time. Yes, and You only got to do one game a week. Money. Thursday night. Easy money. Look at Tony Romo's already made more money co- doing this than he's going to make in the fucking. living. Troy Aikman it won three Super Bowls in those three Super Bowl seasons. He made a combined 15 and a half million dollars. He's making more money than those three Super Bowl years in one year. Eight. I wouldn't be surprised if the final number comes out at 20 million dollars It's 18 to 20 because he, oh, who was it before them? Uh, Amazon was what Amazon. fifteen? Yeah. And Amazon was fifteen, and they went up. Everybody's beating the Tony Romo standard because they were all afraid he was going to ESPN, and then they fucking signed him stupid money. It's crazy. Amazon's trying to get out Michaels too for that too. I just well I said, look at Joe know. Buck. Joe Buck's on the move too. If if Fox loses if, Joe Buck, they're in trouble. If I'm a, Joe Buck,
3: he's on co- in contract. But I just, no. No. I just, I just asked the question, Bill. I don't. Wh- why did he get paid so much? Are you watching the game for the announcers? No, because half the time you're cursing them out. Why do they get like even Al Michaels and Collinsworth, who I think are the best in the biz? Doesn't Collinsworth get on your nerves? Mm-hmm. I hate Collinsworth.
2: With, like, I hate him. There Every you game go. He
3: gets on my nerves. Troy Aikman, Joe, but Joe Buck has been my I've, favorite,
2: and I'll tell you right hold now. On, my shut favorite. up, Bill.
3: Joe Buck has been doing games, baseball and football for going on 30 years and people have hated him for 30 years and someone wants to pay him 20 million dollars why are these fucking companies paying these announcers this kind of money it's ridiculous it's like people should be upset about that never mind fucking baseball players trying to get their money troy aikman making uh, 18 million dollars a year to give his dumb thoughts on football once a week is
1: ridiculous
2: that so guys like jim nance who does multi, he does the NCAA. He does golf. He does football guy like that, making 20 million. Okay. Joe Buck does baseball, does football. You break it down. He does 10 million to call baseball, 10 million to call football. I'm okay with that with Joe Buck. I mean, he's a, I like him more in baseball than I do in football. Uh, it mainly because I don't like Troy Aikman. I hope they give him Greg Olson. I probably like that a lot better. And if they keep him at Fox, but yeah, it's, it's kind of those guys I'm okay with, but tro- Troy Aikman, Tony Romo, Fucking the Manning brothers making fifteen million dollars a year, whatever they're going to make on their fucking. They don't even ESP. call games;
1: they just do a comedy sketch. The I mean, whole it, fucking
2: it, time. it's really just—it's it, really at this point just ridiculous. It's but I, I don't even think Nance, it's necessary. I think Romo, if they took the might... risk,
3: if they took the risk and did just put us on
2: there, people would still watch the games.
3: They, would they just still, hate us.
2: Their ratings wouldn't go down. the ratings wouldn't if I can... move. Especially if I can drink and smoke weed on there. Oh, man. True, damn.
3: Uh, All right, let's do a quick afternoon delight. We'll be right back.
2: (laughs) Put some trash can moments in there. Got rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. Let's have it.
0: Afternoon delight. I don't know,
1: Ron. That sounds kind of crazy.
0: Delight.
2: Uh, all right, Perfect. let's let's. I don't know, Ron. I don't know,
3: Ron. Sounds a little crazy. Uh, this is our new segment, the player profile segment. I don't have any plans for it. I just watched this guy play two games and went, not enough, not of people are talking about this this little guy, and this one's on average. You son of a bitch. Above average. Shut up, Shut up average. Ray.
0: Uh, oh, so we're gonna, the first player
3: profile is going to be on Peyton Pritchard of the Boston Celtics, twenty-four-year-old point guard, six-one. Raymond, 6'1", foot one. I inch. didn't know they
2: stack shit that high.
3: So he's above average. One hundred ninety-five
1: pounds. Fuh, he's a below average. One
2: hundred ninety-five. That's the shit. That I weigh that. Ray oh, weighed cool. that. In hi- Ray weighed that in high school. Sophomore year, college, uh, Oregon.
3: <laughs> four years uh hometown of West Lynn oregon college stats one hundred and forty four games in in college that's unheard of thirteen and a half points uh four rebounds a game, four and a half assists thirty eight percent from the three point line eighty percent from the free throw line drafted by your boston Celtics twenty sixth overall in the twenty twenty draft his nBA stats are uh, currently at six and a half points two rebounds two assists uh his scouting report you want to, this is interesting it lists a bunch of stuff let me let, read it off to you it's uh really interesting his athletic this is a scale of one to ten they give you a bunch of uh, uh attributes here like a video game his athleticism was ranked as a six size a seven there you go right way above average defense what? seven <laughs> wait stop at size he's a seven at size. seven strength eight Strong look. That's a wow. strong, medium-sized guy. Like Quickness, has more. seven. Leadership, eight. Jump shot, eight. NBA ready, eight. Ball handling, eight. Potential, six. Passing, eight. And intangibles, nine. He got an overall 90. Mock draft, he was going 37th overall, and Big Bird 38th. I don't know who put numbers on these attributes, but like the number one overall pick of the 2020 draft must have been 10s down the board because... How does Peyton Pitcher get a ninety and expected to go thirty seventh overall? Anyway, um, I just thought that he was a spark specifically in that Pistons game. Uh, Pistons have played the Celtics tough for some reason. They're the worst team in the league, and the Celtics can't handle them. And uh, Derek White Atlanta was a bad too. game.
2: Was him, that Bill? I thought the Atlanta game he played well, especially at the end of the second half. Yeah, I like game- I like this yeah. last night. Was the last night or not, as well, we Tuesday, record, night. Tuesday night? As, Tuesday night. But I mean, I mean um, they, yeah, I just watched that Pacers
3: game and um, and and not the Pacers game, the 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 um, the Pistons game, and Derek White was having a really bad night, and their bench is short as we know. Terrible. And Udoka hasn't played the young guys or anyone beyond that at all. And um, Marcus Smart got in foul trouble, and Peyton Pritchard was kind of forced in there in the third quarter, any contributed it hit a bunch of shots Over at 19 points, points right? uh, hit, a, yep, hit a bunch of, uh, you know, a couple clutch three-pointers, uh, had some big rebounds, just played really well, got the chance to play against the Pacers the, the next night. They lost that game in a back-to-back, but again, he played well. Um, and then, yeah, the Atlanta game on Tuesday night, I thought he had a good contribution, too. And his rookie year, he was getting more playing time under Brad Stevens, and he looked like a guy that belonged in the NBA as a rookie. And I think that he has a spot in the NBA as a backup point guard, a guy off the bench that can shoot. And Steve kind Blake of, type. Yeah, a little bit. I think Steve Blake was a little bit more dynamic. I think Peyton Pridges is probably a better shooter, but yeah, in that role. And they're both white. So I get why you said that.
1: Eddie House. Eddie House is my comp, as
0: You're high. Eddie House hit a you lot, far, lot of
3: big shots. Well, Dude, that in LA later in his career.
1: career. Later in his career, Eddie House is a born backup point guard his whole career. Peyton Pritchard is going to be a backup point guard his whole career, and I think Peyton Pritchard later in his career, he's going to have the confidence to hit those late-game shots.
2: Hold on. Do you, you remember when he compared this Celtics team to the 4 Pistons? Now he's com- <laughs> comparing bench players to guys from the 8 Celtics championship team. Ray is a green teamer for life, and I love you for it. Just kidding. I hate your guts, but <laughs> I'm not going gonna, gonna... to i want to surprise you, maybe Bill, but I think I'm gonna agree with Ray.
3: I got a little green timber in me, too. I think I like the comp, Raymond. I Thank like you. the comp, but or you're right. Go, Eddie House you was a veteran. In
2: <laughs>
3: Eddie House was a veteran on that team and certainly was around the league enough to. Uh, Eddie House hit so many big shots.
1: Oh, yeah, but that was later in his so career. I, mean, I think he was drafted in what 98 or something like that. Eddie House, yeah. So by the time he was on the Celtics, that was ten years into his career. I think Payne <laughs> Richard Ten
3: years. You down know, the he line, reminds
2: me of Steve Francis. Fucking Steve the franchise. Francis. Okay, Steve yeah. Francis. we're gonna we're gonna
3: move past that just a little bit. Uh, I'll just finish on this. He's a he's a terrific shooter. He's got range out, and people forget that he scored ninety two points Luka in a Don- pro am in Portland. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Simple Minds of the Week
1: to end the show.
0: Are you stupid or something? Thomas is as
1: stupid as a stupid doers. You know you have a mute button, right? I know. <laughs> Just saying. Bill's hungry. We're
3: we'll we late. trying oven. to fucking yeah. finish up here. All right, boys. Let's finish up with the simplest minds of the week. We start with one Brett Netzer. Sounds Nazi. like a Nazi. Is a Nazi. Is a Nazi. <laughs> 20 uh Red Sox prospect, 20 something year old Red Sox prospect was prospect was obviously released after anti-Semitic tweets specifically aimed at one Heim Bloom, uh the GM of the Boston Red Sox. Shalom. Yeah, drafted third round in 2017, played for uh the Sea Dogs in 2019. I think he hit like 247, it was a decent player out, out there anyway, Bill. Um Here's what he called him. They, no one will release the tweets, by the way, and they've all been deleted. And his Twitter account's deleted. I I tried to message him. See uh, if come on the show. Oh, I read
2: him.
1: His Instagram is still on. Oh really? It,
3: oh Pull yeah. Pull it up, Ray. See if you got anything on there that worth worth reading. I'll just give you the, the uh, Cliff Notes version that I got in the articles. Brett Netzer called uh, Heimbloom a quote fraud and an embarrassment to the Torah following Jew, and attacked his support for Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ community netzer also questioned bloom's jewish identity and another bizarre tweet uh how does that make you feel Ray? agreed that uh i am a racist and went on to say i uh judge people based on their color creed and and whatever else kid just seems um like a
2: disillusioned uh, why can't you just say you got um, a 25
1: year old uh (laughs) real quick i got a tweet for you um He believed in Christianity, hung a Confederate flag off his trailer, and thought Obama was the Antichrist. So I hope he is rolling in his grave, doing somersaults, actually. This is from Brett Netzer.
2: Thanks a lot, Obama. And then someone else,
1: someone tweeted back at him, and he says, I've never voted. You can fire me from America before I support any scumbag politician. So, yeah, keep going. He did a little uh, Q&A, and yeah, this guy is fucking crazy.
3: Yeah, he's certainly fallen into some whatever far right wing kind of radical shit going on. Um, I, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe you'll find Jesus one day and, and come to terms. Definitely an idiot. Definitely belongs in the simplest minds of the week. What a moron. If if nothing else, if even if you believe in his uh, whack job convictions, he threw away a very profitable career in Major League Baseball. So you're an idiot, and Brett. Life. See ya. Yeah, good. Yeah, what job are you gonna get now? There,
1: Brett. Oh, go. quick, quick, quickly, quickly! This last tweet. Uh, I assume every, uh, pretty much every black person can dance. I assume Latins are hardworking. I assume Asians get good grades. I assume white people don't season their food all that well. I assume Jews follow the Torah, except time. I am racist. <laughs> That was a tweet, yeah <laughs> maybe this is just the most incredible
3: <laughs> opening to a, a stand up comedy com- act. cause no, like, that's
2: just fucking. that's it might tweet. just be the it's, most it's incredible not incredible opening to a, a
1: stand-up comedian's profession of all time. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he says it says racism isn't necessarily a bad thing since the beginning of time people of the same culture stay within this their culture. a hard concept to grasp. How many
3: how many times has he done shrooms with his buddies and fucking talked this out? He was like, "You know what, man? Oh, yeah. I'm fucking putting this on the Fuck. internet. Fuck it, dude." <laughs> what an idiot. Uh
1: what an idiot for not taking any of this shit down.
3: What an idiot. Just say I got hacked, man. Someone's going to yeah. pay you
2: $700,000 to go play in the MLB. You got hacked. Jesus, it's a lame excuse. David Duchovny was fucking other chicks and said he was a sex addict. Tiger Woods fucking other chicks says he was a sex addict. I yeah,
3: love to forgive. Yeah. They America always love to forgive,
2: especially white
3: supremacists. Uh, you know who did Ooh, not look also- at Mel Gibson? There you go. <laughs> Beautiful. Back. Beautiful, Bill. Well done. Uh, you know who did also did not get hacked. Or, so uh, to this point, maybe you can check this on Instagram. I think it's still up. Alexander Ovechkin still sporting that profile pic of Putin uh, after losing half a million dollars of endorsements from CCM and the pressure mounting. And uh, we don't talk politics, but you know Putin starting World War Three. So uh, maybe not the best look. Just take the goddamn profile pic down, Alex. Oh, Wait, hold he, on.
2: he wrote no more war. No more war. Oh yeah. Still, no, it's s-
1: still there. Right there.
2: <laughs> No more war.
1: That counts. Oh, that solves everything. No more war. But I'm going to have a picture of Putin. Thanks,
3: Alex. Insult to injury. He plays in D.C. Uh, And then lastly, uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be the one that
2: blows it up. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes. I thought that, too. He's a spy. He is. I've watched the Americans. That's a... a, uh... (laughs) He's a fucking spy. What's the
3: fucking office? What's the office? Zero... uh, um... God damn it! The zero dark thirty. No, no, no! That um, Michael Scott makes. um, Oh, oh. Agent Scarn. Agent Scarn. That's an Agent Scarn movie, right there. (laughs) It's actually the plot of of the. uh, I can't remember
2: the movie. The name of the movie. Make. Last last one I had on the. Do you ever see sudden death with John Claude Van Damme? They were going to blow up the president or the congressman. Inside Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. the Pittsburgh, the Stanley Cup. Oh, Oh, have you seen the Steven Seagal memes with Russia? Oh, did t- Joe Rogan thought they were real? Like <laughs> <idiot>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe Rogan had to take Steven one down. Scott. Yeah, he had to take one for the team. Good for Joe <laughs> Rogan. I still love him, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was a bad one on Rogan after all the shit that you went through. Uh, all right, last one I'll, I'll just
3: put on here, Ray. Uh, you brought it up. Patrick Mahomes, brother dancing himself out of Patrick Mahomes. Will
2: just Noah's not invited to the uh, to the bachelor oh, I'm party i'm an idiot when i said he can't come to the games anymore but i'm an idiot can't come to the bachelor party he's not gonna come to games this guy's a fucking jackass get him out of here this has been the Superman sports <laughs> show friday
3: rewind march 4th and happy mardi gras and bye-bye bye-bye
1: Thank you, Irene. Uh, Irene. Thank you, Irene. Well, there he is. I got scared for a moment.
2: Almost thought we got lucky. Uh, I mean, I could leave. <laughs> no, oh, it's just it was just a video portion uh, of it.
1: But you I know, like what? your voice—I I don't like you your got face. It.
3: <laughs> oh, that actually reading your name is worse than seeing your face. Yeah, can, up... you
1: change, can you just change it to the queen? Yeah, that actually that that is better.
2: Like, that would be not, not for this one no maybe i'll have to get a new one right <laughs> you can say that you just said that for two years now
1: maybe i'll get a new computer
2: oh i have to get a new zoom account because you know i gotta I can't have the queen on a work one <laughs> i hope his <laughs> new
1: <laughs> yes we can i
2: hope <laughs> we've influenced
3: bill enough where his new computer is one of those old 90s apples like with the color that's what ones. i want <laughs> i want
2: oregon trail on this bitch <laughs>
3: it's purple with like bedazzled Mm -hmm. bullshit on there and just says queen everywhere I hope that that is really your new identity that you've you've softened your family man you're (laughs) able to admit your uh, feminine side I hope that's where you go
2: come uh, Friday morning today as uh, we put this out today I'll be a rich man very rich (laughs) man
1: Yes. All right. Well I don't I, I, That is depressing. That's depressing. It's not happy.
3: Soured the mood.
0: I
2: can't <laughs> yeah.
3: believe Queen's Landing is
2: uh
1: it's
2: gone. It's gone officially and... out. Everything's out. Today is we dropped. And you didn't today, have to uh, file Friday. one single police report. Nope, not one. Hmm. Hmm. Real that estate in New Hampshire.
3: <laughs> Live free or die. Anything anything gets sold in that fucking place.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of people shut up. <laughs> there was, well, yeah, mo- there was, it's,
0: it's Quinn's landing. They're all, they're all, <laughs>
3: yeah. they're all yeah. giving, laying presents on your driveway Don't worry,
2: I, I bleached the whole thing so there's no DNA left in there. Oof. Gotta think smart.
3: <laughs> uh, so that's to today as this releases, but today that we're recording Wednesday is Mardi Gras. Are you also celebrating that, Bill? It's been a while since we've seen you. We, we need to catch up.
2: Yeah, cheers
3: back on the canteens guy fucking loves canteen
2: <laughs> it was i saw this pineapple flavor and at the store and i was like well all right i gotta get it
3: and are you i like it i feel it. like the artificial pineapple flavor just never sits well with me and gives any. me a, headache. The gives high me a noon, very bad headache i like
2: the high noon ones like they're good I, high noon's usually my go-to high noon canteen now i like to switch it up between those two high noon's money it's just a little bit hard to find and expensive oh you find them everywhere around here yeah, they are. They're like seventeen bucks, eighteen bucks, depending on what gas station. Twenty for eight pack. I found a gas station. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks a lot, Obama. I found I'm a gas station. Politics. I found a uh, convenience store down the street for me that sells twelve packs of uh, High Noons, though. So I always try to stock up when I can get them there.
3: Yeah, I always always pull the trigger on the twelve. Never fuck around with the four if you don't have to doesn't make any mm-hmm.
2: economic no sense. you got to go to the eight but now you can get a 12 i'm like hell yeah but my whole fridge downstairs is filled with high noon grapefruits because it tastes like government cheese so i just let them <laughs> stock up before i start drinking them
3: <laughs> <laughs> call those rats that's what we call the leftovers around here you get too drunk or it doesn't matter you just start tipping in i rats. went to
2: i went to uh when that i was, was me last
3: thursday by the way cheers
2: good for you when Wednesday, i was in whatever they were recorded i was in chicago right and i bought like a 24 pack of seltzers and it came with like a mango flavor i literally drank every single one and left all the mango flavors just on some dude's driveway and said here you go (laughs) like i'm not drinking this shit queen the queen has uh standards um
1: that's good anything else ray anything new in your world just living down in your basement yep living in my
2: basement i don't need many rooms i just need one little hey ray i'm not gonna lie i'm really happy that we um pretty much guilted you into watching or threatened you into, uh, finishing. Dude, King's that End. was
3: well, I did
1: work. I did nothing at work that day. All I did was watch
2: the, uh, dude, I'm King's not kidding. I thought like, cause you and I, at one point were in the same spot. I went to Tennessee for a little while and I came back and I started, I, I started back on like episode six and I'm like, Oh man, that's why I texted. I was like, I finally finished it. I thought I was the last one to finish. <laughs> and then it was like, as soon as like, don't spoil it. I'm like, Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> we're, uh, we're talking about the mayors of King, uh, the mayor of Kingstown, which is a great show with Rachel. Jeremy Renner, and uh, uh, we threatened Ray, if he said
1: anything stupid, we'd spoil the ending for him. I had to be nice for, like, 24 hours. In a it was
3: on these you're you so hate, right? dumb and so mean that it's good to hold over something over your head for a while.
0: I hated
1: that, it. I hated that. That was
0: well
2: executed, Bill. Well done. Yeah, well I was done, really Bill. waiting because when he said yesterday, that's why I asked you yesterday, he pissed me off, and he was like, I was like, did you finish <laughs> I, did this? Goes, yes. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Yes.
1: I did that on purpose. Well, when Rich fucking spoiler it and said someone got shot in the face, I was like, son I of mean, a bitch. I mean, that
3: was... To be I I kind of remembered and I kind of forgot. No, I, I completely remember. I knew exactly what I was doing, but I felt like it was obscure enough where yeah. it was uh it was out there. But no, you just waited you waited the whole day for someone to shoot someone in the face. I did. And then it happened. Dude, and then it those, would
1: happened. I'm like, bitch. How are those last two episodes, huh? Fucking crazy. That yeah. last episode was fucking crazy. That last episode, money. You didn't even see it, have you? I did. The jail. <laughs> <laughs> dies guard, right no he doesn't die kyle and mike don't die have you seen the last one yeah don't, don't fuck with me boys i've seen it <laughs>
2: Mommy I've yeah, sure right so episode.
3: we have a, a great episode right now for the uh, civil mind sports show what do we say we get that